Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Global Drive. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's your boy Ray Chan. Welcome to Global Drive. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are in this evening. No, it's not the panda, but in his absence, we shall carry on, and we are going to have a good show. So without further ado, I'm going to bring in the ladies that make it happen, Q and Kill. How y'all doing this evening? Ladies?
All right. No worries. No tripping. So, anyway, kicking off the show this week, we are back, live, full, and in effect, and we are ready to do some good global driving. So, we are going to drive. And the first bit of news we have is brought to us by one of our lovely scoop ladies. Her name is Miss Teresa. And Ms. Teresa has a real estate business for us that I'm pulling up here, so I can give you some good information about that as well. And then we'll start there. Notes, notes, and more notes. All right. So, Ms. Teresa is a realtor with Keller Williams of Central Oklahoma, 10th East Campbell, Edmond, Oklahoma City. I'm sorry, Edmond, Oklahoma, 73034. And you can reach her at 405-330-2626. Educated, honest, caring, loyal, trusting, and sincere. You are her VIP. So give Miss Teresa a call for your home. And my own personal business as well is Up and At It Travel. Up and at it travel, mine at www.upandatittravel.paycation.com. Get discounts on travel, get discount on hotels, get discounts on just getting out and enjoying yourself. So, ladies, you in, we in? Yeah, we are. All right, all right, all What's right. Up? Hey, now, how are you, ladies? I'm good. This is Kale. Hey, Kale. I know who you are. <laughs> Glad to be here. Uh, first, I want to give honor to God, who is the head of my life. And uh, now, <laughs> I was going to start testimony service on y'all, but go for it. Go for it. No, nah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> so, what's going on in the news? Well, in our first bit of news, we will start with Miss Beyonce, who has put in a bid for the Houston Rockets, and her bid did not win. Um, some folks are trying to black card that. I'm actually going to go against the hive on this one. I'm going to say this one is not. A black card issue. This is genuinely she was an outbidded issue. Um, a lot of money played in this. I believe the final number he ended up paying was two point five bills. No small change. So, um, did you guys hear anything about that? See that at all? Um, I heard a little bit about it. I really didn't follow it. Um closely or anything like that, but I mean, I know sports is a money game, so if you just, if somebody mm-hmm. outbids you, that's just it. I don't, you know, I, I don't think I would pull the, the black card on this one either. $2.2 billion, according to uh, ESPN. The team was purchased for eighty-five million for nineteen and nine. It was purchased for 
originally $85 million in 1993. Uh-huh. He sold it to Leslie Alexander for $2.2 billion. And what was Bay's bid again? Did they say? Uh, they don't say don't, her bid, but it's they don't say her bid. Not two point two, yeah. They don't say her bid. They just say she right. lost out. Hmm. And she was hmm. part of yeah, a, it, part of an investment group. I don't think it's, say it again, Kel. Said. I I was just saying that she was in part of a, she was a part of an investment group who was gonna buy the team. So it wasn't just. Uh, uh, it wasn't just her by. Okay, okay. No. Hmm. Yeah. Well, no, I agree with what you both said so far as far as it not being a really a black heart thing. This is nine times out of ten is probably more money and overall business acumen, you know, sports acumen. This probably wasn't fun. This was a, hey, I'll get my hat in there. Jay-Z's got his team, so let me put my money in and see what I can do, you know, as a part of a group. She wasn't even, like, solely doing it on her own, so... I don't think the Bay Hive is even going to really trip about this. And if she really wants a team, she'll find one. She'll she'll have her a team if that's what she really wants. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, mm-hmm. the cookie crumbled this time. That was funny. She said, I don't, I don't think the Bay Hive is going to be. They're not coming for the The Hive don't act up. They won't act up yeah. right. this time. <laughs> gonna be cool. This one is a definite seat. Like, yeah, you can't get mad on this one. This is a definite seat. Have it, cause uh, mm-mm. it's not gonna happen, guys. She didn't get it. But who did get it is Ezekiel Elliott, and looks like the six-game suspension is going to stand. He loses his NFL appeal. How do you guys feel about that one? Tell me about him. on the background. Yeah. Okay, so Ezekiel Elliott is the young man who plays football for the Dallas Cowboys. He's associated with uh, punching a woman. He's associated with pulling out breasts. He's associated with punching a man. And, um, yeah. So this goes back to the original, the original, uh, the original, the original claim that came against him, which was uh, him beating and battering his girlfriend at the time. But she has also um, put out texts that show that this could be very in uh, inaccurate and more or less like a ploy to get money. Mm-hmm. But again, he still lost that appeal. <clears throat> hmm. So it looks like that six game well, suspension is going to stand. As it probably should if that's if he's doing what it's said that he's doing. I mean, wow. Very interesting. Uh Niobe says he messed with the wrong chick as far as this particular story is concerned. Kendra, thank you for your comment, baby. We'll come back to that when we get into the topic for tonight, but I got you. Um, yeah, Niobe says he messed with the wrong chick, and I guess um, based on what you're saying, that could be true if she's the one that has finally come out and said something about it, but yeah, I'm not here for the woman beaters, so if that is what his the situation is and it happens to be true, I'm like, well, 
you know, I kind of see how that cookie crumbles on that one as well. Yeah. That one, I'm, I don't have a lot of background. Rashad, should we be mad about this? What are, what are your thoughts before Kels gets into it? <laughs> I'm right. Um, <laughs> I don't know. This is one where I was kind of like, um, I'm just, my thing with him is, is you're doing too much. Um, your dad has already said when you first got in trouble that you need to have better guidance. You know what I mean? You need to have more, 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 um, more babysitting, basically. Um, he's also had roommates move out on him in college, you know, because they said that he was doing too much. And, you know, it just goes on and on and on. So with me, it's more of a I follow, you know, sports and and on some, you know, trying to troll other people just because that's whose college he came from type deal. So on mm-hmm. that, yeah, I think it's just a matter of I've been able to pick apart things that he's done. But do I think that he's really a bad person or anything like that? No, I just think that he's a young person who's always been a star of something. So now that, you know, he has the money to back it up. It's kind of like he's that spoiled brat that should have never had money. But mm. I think with, like his dad said, Papa Tudlich, he'll be all right. He just doesn't have anybody that can lead him that has, you know what I mean, that's talking to him yet, that has that type of money and that type of bravado. Because, I mean, even yeah. when his dad says it, and he has his dad in his life, so when his dad says basically that, hey, he needs, you know, better character people in his life. Not that his dad isn't a bad man. That's not the exact words that he said, so I'm not going to harp on those words. But it's in that box of basically my son goes to school where I don't live. Somebody needs to be around watching him to make sure that he's not doing too much. Which, I mean, I think it's true. That, that, is, that happens a lot with our boys, especially with those who travel around and the parents have – um, in a lot of ways coddled them and given them the extras and the traveling sports families and things like that, those boys get catered to in a lot of ways. Um, so when they get to these to these big schools and they're being still catered to, but then real life happens, mm-hmm. they get there's a reality check that has to happen. And when you get up there and you don't have a mentor, you don't have family, you don't have someone to check you when you're doing too much, these types of things happen, um, and it's and it's hard, and it's and it's really frustrating because you see them come from good families where the parents have been working the extra jobs to put them in the extra programs and do these things, and the kids get up there, and then all this freedom happens without any guidance, and then we get these situations. Um, like I said earlier, I don't really know this young man. I don't know him at all, at all. Um, but based on what you said, it does sound like he needed he needed some guidance long before now, and it could be this is what he needs to finally make it real for him. Um, the one thing I've noticed about athletes is the way that you get them is to take away their play. You take away the, their ability mm-hmm. to play, then that that gets them. Because all that other stuff, money, I got lots of money. Who cares? You know what I mean? Finally. All right, I'll be mad, but I can still play. You know, those types of things. You take away that playing time, totally different situation. So hopefully this is it before jail time has to be it or, you know, like serious, mm-hmm. you know, serious, serious charges. He'll be all right. He'll cry in the car, but he'll be all right. All right. <laughs> all right. So 
Kels, you got anything else you want to oh, rub on him before I move on? Wait, yeah, I have a lot of time in. Will you? Oh, we got a lot of time. Kels, can I jump in? Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> My bad. All right, so William says, Lil Daddy just needs to slow his roll. The leagues have mandatory seminars to help with that. It's more a case of you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Ah, okay. So William says they have programs like this in place. And he's just not applying. Uh, he's not applying nope. himself. Okay, well then. Yeah. And see, that's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to beat the man down or say he did uh, beat or do anything to the woman or anything like that, but he did pull that breast out and he did push, uh, he did punch that man at the bar. So, and the, and his uh, college roommate did move out because he said he partied too hard. So, I mean, those did happen. I mean, yeah, he's young. Yeah, he can outgrow this life, but he has to want to do that. And he has to choose to do it for himself. It, it's not a, you know what I mean? And that's what anything, people don't really move until they choose to do it for themselves. Like forcing people to do stuff because you see a better in them doesn't get the best of them. A person doing it for themselves is what gets the best of them. You know what I mean? Like if you really yeah. want to stop something, you have to do it for yourself. You can't do it for this person, that person, that doing it for yourself. And he has to come to that realization. He just has to. Or they're going to end up taking his career because his money and what he's playing around with out there, he's a target. And people are always going to come after you. Like always at the smallest. You bump into somebody, they're going to act like you broke their arm. You're a walking Mm. come up. Yep. Well, yep, you got to be careful. From come up to go down, Lego cut <laughs> 1,400 pit jobs. Uh, Due to weak sales of the Batman characters and Lego sets. Um, I look at this and just say that, honestly, this is just uh, a toys and kids and technology moving everything forward. Um, I don't think kids really do too much indoor stuff anymore like board games and Legos and erector sets and marbles and stuff like that. Like, all that stuff is prehistoric. So, I mean, it was kind of like a matter of time. I mean, it's sad, and it kind of makes you feel like a, well, it makes me, I can't put it on nobody else. It makes me feel like an old person. Because, I mean, Legos used to be something that you would genuinely want. But I highly doubt right now that a kid is saying that they really want some Legos. That's something that I think parents probably give kids because they remember it, and it's something that you can do with the kid. But once the kid is done with it, they're done. Like, done. Don't touch them anymore. A lot of parents don't even buy uh, Legos for their kids because they hurt so bad. Legos are not safe toys <laughs> overall you step on a lego it's over for you for a good five minutes you will feel that on the bottom of your foot for a good five minutes that's true those little bitty pieces all over and yeah. under everything they vacuum cleaners parents with on a second baby legos happen for baby number one 
Baby two and going forward, no Legos, no Play Doh. That stuff does not happen. You don't bring it to my house. Those get on the do not buy list for all holidays, birthdays. Don't bring it to my house. It's going right back to your house. So I can agree with you. I, I saw this coming. I'm surprised Legos have been around this long. I told James not long ago with my nephew, I'm like, why do we still do this? Why is this still even a thing? Legos happen? And look, mom's on the post. Erica says true. Naomi says I hate Legos. Like Legos are not. I parents. hate Legos. <laughs> no, don't bring it to my house. Those are and noise toys. That's also on the list. Noise toys, Play-Doh, and Legos. Don't yeah, bring it to my house. Yeah, I'm not cool with noise toys. Yeah, keep all that. I'm glad out. they stopped those. Uh, I don't know what y'all called them, but we called them click clacks in Chicago. And I'm glad they stopped those, boy. I ain't seen them in a long time, and I'm glad. With the hands? But they were just, they, well, they had them in hands, but that, the ones that were the worst was these two loud balls. And you sit it down in a oh, butterfly manner, and then you just yeah. pull it up, and you just start popping yeah. it. And they just go clack, 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 clack. I forgot about them. I have Mm-mm. no time for it. And I'm glad. That as an adult, I don't have to put up with what my parents had to put up with because I was a click clacking young Nagra. <laughs> I was walking around the house just <laughs> click clacking, clack 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 clack, like because it was a contest, like who could click clack the longest. And I'm yeah. glad I don't have to put up with none of that. Like, whew, mm. thank you. I like Lego. William says he many a Lego. He said what? Go ahead, but Wilson. He said he trashed many a Lego in his day. William says he gets rid of them. He's not here for me. <laughs> I trashed many a <laughs> What'd you say, Kayla? You said you like you like Lego. Oh, yeah, I like Lego, so I'm probably the uh, the auntie that still buys them. But when you think about it, they don't really they don't market it anymore. Uh, I haven't seen really any commercials since the Lego movie. So the Batman one, not, that's it. And that's why they're saying they're losing yeah. on the Batman movement. But I but I don't even see that one often. Like, I don't see a lot of, I really don't see a lot of toys commercials anyway, but that's not one that pops out to me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a lot of people probably just buy on the strength of knowing what Legos are. So when you go Christmas shopping or birthday shopping and you go down a toy, toy aisle, they're always gonna ha- they're always going to be there. But I think it's sad. I hate for Company that's been around that long to have to, you know, finally take a plunge. So, hey, y'all, check this it's out. Sad. Erica just said, and I'm hoping I'm pronouncing your name right, Erica. If it's, I'm reading it as I'm seeing it. So, she says they are really promoting Legos at her son's school as an extracurricular activity. They even have business oh, sponsors really? that support children to Lego competitions. I've never heard of it. I've never heard oh, of it. <laughs> I've never heard so of that. Um, so that's cool. Where are you, Erica? I asked. We'll see. She'll reply. Who's talking about? But yeah, that's Elise. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hey, Elise. Yes, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Erica, it's happening. I didn't realize that. That's cool. That's close. Me William says they can do that at school because they wear shoes at school. Amen. Yes, that's why. Shoes are required. <laughs> they got to practice at home. <laughs> yes. Because they wear shoes. They got to practice I at can't home. Deal. I mm. can't deal. I can't deal because they wear shoes. That's a good one, I guess. So at 
interesting spin mm-hmm. on Legos. Maybe they're just they're, they're using them wrong, y'all. They should have been. We should have been sending them to school with the teachers instead of buying them for us at the house. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, that's cool. Oh, though. It used company. to be built. That's, cool. that, that's what I was about to say. It used to be cool to have a build off, but I mean, I just don't think kids are like that no more. Like uh, me and the buddies was talking. You know, uh, we used to call each other on a Saturday, and you know just go to a baseball field and try and play against each other or go to a field and play football against each other. That was a Saturday to us. I don't know that kids really do that anymore or, like, if that's even close to what they do. I mean, for the most part, when I see kids sitting around, they got headphones on and they're listening to or playing Xbox or PlayStation against somebody else so that they don't have to go to their house. Like, it's just been totally taken away. I mean, not that that's bad, but, I mean, it is, but it isn't. Because the good is now you don't have to feed nobody else's kids. But, you know, it evens out, but it don't. I still say outside play is better. I wish kids would go back outside. Yeah, outside, yeah. Outside was fun, and you'd be t- they'd be tired and Come in ready for bed. That's why you got to beat them to go to bed now. <laughs> no outside yeah, activities. Well, well, that's all I got in the news. So that means it's time for my favorite part of the show, the music. And our first yeah. song is brought to us by good fan man, fan the connect man himself, when I want to. I'm 
So <clears throat> I thought I thought this video was extremely interesting, and I found myself agreeing, even though I'm a super romantic at the core of me. My Capricorn and my romantic started to play with one. You know, they had to they were battling against each other because. I'm all for love. I feel that love is a beautiful thing, and it connects people in the craziest ways, the most beautiful ways. And, you know, love is everything. Y'all know I'm here for love. But I also am here for logic and just what makes damn sense. So I could totally understand where she was coming from, whereas we've got to be able to build something. I can love you. I can like you. We can have a great time. But if I'm stressed out, if I'm not building anything, if I feel like I'm treading water, we got nothing for my long term. So I was here for that. Um, and we thought as uh, host, this would be a really, really good topic to bring to the show. So that's a little background of what we're talking about tonight. And I want to hop in and see what, the, what our hosts have to say. And as always, please give us a call. If you would like to give us your comments, our call-in number is 929-477-2304. Press the number one to let us know if you'd like to speak. And um, give me a second. Please don't hang up. I'm toggling between the lines and the switchboard. So hold on for a second. I will see you, but I want to hear what you have to say. So um, definitely give us a call and let us know. Um, who am I going to go to first? Kels, I've been talking over you all night, so I'm going to shut up and let you tell me what you think about this subject. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have to say about our topic tonight? <laughs> uh, I think I I think I flip-flop back and forth between the whole um, – Marriage for love versus partnership versus both kind of argument. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people just get carried away and, I, you know, automatically assume the worst and take offense to saying that you're not marrying for love, like you're totally dismissing, you know, love, like you just walk on the street and say, hey, <laughs> we going to get married. You my husband, you know, that type right. of thing. So I don't mm-hmm. think it's necessarily that. I When I think of it, um, and mine may be a little different from what um, the lady on the, the video said, but when I think of it, I'm thinking in terms of if you're comfortable with the person and you both know that, you know, you have strong feelings and then, you know, you may just not be head over heels, fairy tale, love mm-hmm. type that maybe you're, you know, you're that comfortable with each other that you decide to go ahead and, and take that next step. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that, you know, you can grow to love someone. I, I don't, um, you know, I I wouldn't mind even going back to, like, having arranged marriages because I think we've just gotten, everything has just gotten so far to hand that you just, people are crazy. You just don't know who comes from where. You don't know people's backgrounds. You know, it's really a, you know, you can date globally. So this is, we're just in a different time. And I think that we've gotten so far away from the whole thought of um, fairy tales in real life. Or we've just been so hurt and that we're jaded from it that, that may be the best shot at happiness, that it shouldn't be, you know, oh, gosh, the the birds didn't fly when, when yeah. he proposed or something like you, that. So. <laughs> What'd you say? I feel you. I think you didn't, you know, the open field where the people are running to each other and right. the music, the harps are right. doing the long, drawn-out run. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. usually happen that way. Yeah. 
So, Rashad, what you think, babe? Take a little back. Oh, sorry, Jill. My bad. No, no, no. I'm fine. I'm finished. I'm finished. I'm finished. Get my life together tonight. My bad. Rashad, go ahead, sugar. <laughs> um, I mean, I kind of feel like you marry for both. Weird enough. Like, I, I feel like marriage seems like it's the right thing in life. But at the same time, I think a lot of times the examples that are set before us kind of scare us away from the goodness of marriage. Um, I think that the reason to get married is because you love somebody. But at the same time, I believe on both sides, men and women are both so guarded that um, we really may not even know what real love is because we don't give ourselves the opportunity and chance to find out. You know what I mean? So you're saying the other yeah. stuff, the extra stuff is what clouds us, that keeps us Yep. That keeps us from actually getting to where we're supposed to be? Is that where is that what you're mm-hmm. saying? Yes, ma'am. All right. Absolutely. I can but I, like I said, I mean, I, I do think that both of them go into it. I, I just think that, if anything, love, by definition, should be the one that trumps both. Because if you genuinely love the person, then, you mm-hmm. know, it's not a you're getting married to live. But, you know what I mean? It's more of a you're getting married because that person is life. So, I mean, that's why I say they kind of go together, but at the same time, everything is in word and how you read it. So that's how I read it. Well, I'm saying, so are you saying you going for you should be in love, Bambi, to get married? Absolutely. Should be, Absolutely. You should be married for love only. Like love should trump everything else. That's what I'm not committing to. I'm not committing to them. The one should trump the it's other one. Either love should trump oh, or love should trump. One that don't trump the other. It is. One don't trump the other. I'm not riding the fence. Love, love is the purpose. Okay, then it's love. It's Life is the reason. No, nah, man, you don't do the wordplay. You know what we're saying. Listen, I'm going to let you marinate on that. You're going to get your, your answer out while we read Kendra's comment. It is. Right I'm standing firm. <laughs> okay. When we got back to this topic, so I wanted to read um, what she said. She says, I feel we used to marry for love. Some still do. But now most is, most is to live. Love should be the, ro- the root of it, but love doesn't pay the bills. We need money first, and love can mold it. They both go hand in hand, though, money first, then love. Um, I think that's the end of her, her comment. I can't see more because I scrolled up quite a bit. So apologies if I did not get the end of your thought, but I'm, I think we pretty much understand what you're saying. That And, and I wonder, I have a follow-up to that. Are you saying now that most people are marrying to live due to, say, the times changing, the cost to maintain a household, a family, et cetera, et cetera, is it more expensive? Now, so we're now we're looking for the person that can help us build that without struggle, or are you saying that overall thought process has changed as far as dating and marrying? Is it now overall to live? Um, I guess that's my follow-up for that, Kendra, if you're still listening. Um, I have a few more comments from the live, if we could. Charles says the majority of people are guarded. I think that was to 
uh, Rashad's comment <clears throat> as far as what's keeping us from actually getting to that full, full-on love. Tay says that the guarded person has to realize that they are guarded, and you really have to like them or have some type of feelings for them in order for you to want to work towards anything. Very true. Very true. Um, that accountability piece that Tay mentioned before, the guarded person has to realize they're guarded, a lot of the times I think that's a frustration for the person who's not guarded in the relationship because that guarded person com- complains about wanting more, but then there's a lack of giving more. So they have to realize that you're not getting anything more from me because you're not really giving any more from me. And we can only go so far before we're at a standstill and somebody's got, you know, somebody's all out and someone's just sitting waiting on more. So that's how you end up getting into a really crazy situation where no one's living or loving, and that's when you should get out. <laughs> um, William says, I think it just, I just think it depends on how an, an individual defines what love really is. Huh. Also true, because if a person looks at love from a stability, an overall stability and what you can provide for me standpoint and not provide for me as in a gold digging, a manipulative standpoint, as a you are, say they've been raised with an idea of you are supposed to, okay, Kel, um, you are supposed to this, that, and the other molds so that we can take care of each other because as a family, we're supposed to hit these marks. So for them, if you can hit these marks and you enjoy it just as much for me, then maybe we're at a stand, and that creates a love thing. So I, I might not have hit it exactly what William is saying, but I think I, I hear you because it does depend on what love really is for that person, and everyone has their own um, their own individual definitions for that. Kel, uh, I think you have some comments from from the regular team, yeah, what tell, you got back? Tell Will, first of all, tell Will to pick a side. Is it married for <laughs> love or not? <nah>? Anyway, <laughs> you want to define love. You marry Which love. one is it? Okay. Okay. So for um, <laughs> from the, the post that was done just outside the group, uh, someone says, uh, Anitra says, I agree because the lady on the video, because she made me think. Um, she says, I'm not going to lie. I was looking for the butterflies and fairy tale hint probably while I'm single. So now I'm going to start handing out quizzes. So basically she's saying that she was looking for love and that hasn't gotten her anywhere. <laughs> so um, another comment from uh, Mrs. Coppett, I believe love is the major factor in getting married because if one does not have that feeling of butterflies, he or she will not get to the thinking point of building. A person will most likely not think about the other factors if there is not some strong feeling of a future with someone. Then uh, I have an opposing comment from uh, comedian Katasha Harris says that she's been saying this. Marriage is a business arrangement. It is a merger. Hence the reason the government is involved. So, Mm. I mean, people people are split down the middle. I think, you know, we can we can dress it up um, in different ways, but yeah, it's it's are you marrying for, you know, are you looking for the love before you get married, and then think about building? Because some people are saying you're not going to even think about building without love. I see. <laughs> 
first Williams responded to you. He says he's going to have to straddle the fence on this one just for me to you. And then Tay agrees and says that there's really no one side. Um, you have to do what works for you in your relationship, um, which I also kind of have to – this one is one of those – it's kind of hard to pick a side on the fence to, when you really think about this because That's you can right. give Come a person – you can give a person – you, shut up, Rashad. <laughs> I'm looking at I'm through. I'm thinking this one through. So you can provide to me a resume of a guy who on paper looks amazing. He could have all of the things that you ideally want and can set you up for success as far as a family, you all work well together, all those things. But if there's not a chemistry there, if there's not a spark there, and not saying love initially, if there's no that could lead to the love, I don't care how awesome you look on the paper if there's not at least chemistry there. So I think we've got to, we can't just say that we're living, you know, we're looking at how compatible we are as far as what we can grow with, you know what I mean, how, what we can get to. There's got to be something there that gets to love. So I don't know. I don't think that's a total, that one's. Yeah, I don't think it's as concrete as love in itself, but there's got to be some like there. There's got to be some serious like there to get to the point. But yeah, yeah I can. I can, you can look. I can see. see like, what I'm saying? Can I can see like, like, but I'm. Yeah, but you can have chemistry with somebody and not necessarily be in love. Like when I think of love, I think sure. of would you would you die for this person? Would mm. you die mm. for this person? So yeah, I might like. You know, Mr. Boo Bear, and he, he had everything on paper. I don't know if I'd die for him, but I like him <laughs> enough that I wouldn't mind, you know, <laughs> living with him every yeah. day. I'm just saying, that's, well, how, then I guess, that's how I see I it. I, I'd have to have the love then, because I'm not marrying you. I'm not putting myself, the me who I am at this point in life, I don't think I could put, I, I would not marry a man without feeling like I could die for him, like at this point. Because to me, I feel like I'm not really holding up my side of the whole contract. <laughs> Overall, if I know, if it, we both in here and he's got the gun, you know, we got to choose one and I'm thinking about it, like, I don't need to be your wifey because I want to be one of them, you know, no, it's me. You know what I mean? Like, that. that's what, for me, I would need to be married. So, yeah, I guess I just chose my side when you gave me those. <laughs> when you put it like that, sis, I guess I'm going to have to choose the love side. Uh, and when if those are the deal breakers for that, then, yeah, yeah, I would need love for me personally. But I'm not at all mad at those people who could say I'll learn to get – I'll get to that point of wanting to jump off the bridge instead of, you know, you me instead of you type thing. I, I have no judgment towards those people. Um, Charles says, I respect, I prefer respect over love. Marriage is a business arrangement. Kendra says, living to love, that's kind of, Charles, that's what, um, kind of along the lines of what Katasha said. Uh, Kendra says, living to love. If you don't survive, how can you love back? One has to eat to be able to give back. Living costs money. We can't eat love. You fulfill your needs, you fulfill, um, your needs, then desires later in everything. Hmm. That is true, too. Um, Tay says uh, you have to like, love, love something. She was agreeing when I said there's got to be a little more than just what looks good. Um, William, I think, was agreeing with you, Kels, when he said now that he says now that's love. I think when you, when you mentioned um, dying for the other person as far as, you know, the, the comparison of that. And Latavia says uh-huh. that she agrees. Give me loyalty, 
uh, respect and chemistry, I will eventually grow to love you. And, yes, that is what William was talking about. That is what he meant. So we've got, again, it's been some, like you said earlier, as far as your Reggie was concerned, uh, Kels, there's some mixed reviews on this one. There's there's a lot to there's so much that you have to chew on when it comes to compatibility overall. You know what I'm saying? And when you think about marriage, you would one would go into it with the understanding that it should be forever. So right. You know, well, I got I, mean? I got it is one. Of, yeah, yeah I just got a question. I got a question for y'all that's on the love side. And really, I, like mm-hmm. I said, my 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 view on this will change tomorrow. I just you know I picked a side to debate tonight. And that's the side I'm gonna stick to. But anyway, um. That was- if love is if love is the reason that everybody is fighting to get married, then why would anybody ever break up? It would never be a divorce. But if you got no, your you house, know. your car, and your kids on the line, you know that might it might it probably keeps more people there. So really, like I said this before, a lot of people stay in marriages that aren't in love. They they don't feel out of love, but they still there because. They have to get their return on their investment. They're not trying to, you know, break up what they already have and not trying to lose anything. So, I mean, people, people are mad right now that aren't full of love, that, that aren't in love, are full of love, you know, butterflies and all that. You know what? I think that if that's a love for a different thing. That's a different type of love. Now, when you mention kids, I, I think that the when you have children – your happiness is not as important as theirs. So for that, for for those relationships, I can say some people will stay for the mutual love of the children. And in the background, they'll have whatever understanding they need to have or whatever, you know, common ground needs to happen until the kids get raised. And then those are the families that you see six months a year after everybody's out of school and they're empty nesters, then they get rid of the nest and mama's nest over here and daddy <laughs> nest over there. Those types of things happen. For the people who stay for not wanting to separate assets and things like that, that's a love of your comfortability at this point. You love your comfort in this situation. No matter how emotionally, you know, unhappy you might be, the love that you have for the comfort of the situation that you have, that you've created for yourself, is more important to you than breaking free of that and finding the full package. So, you know, the love in the romantic sense that we're talking about, yes, I, I totally agree with you. But I just think, if anything, they have swapped one type of love for another, you know. And, again, we all, we see some crazy stuff. Some of the scenarios we talk about, some of, you know, our own personal situations and friends, people stay for all kinds of different random reasons. But, you're, yeah, there's, there's, it's not always, they don't always stay together for love. That is, the, you know, the, the romantic type of love, for, for sure. For sure, yeah. <laughs> Gets all kinds of deep. There. Rashad, you've been quiet since we put you on the fence. You've been kind of mumbling over there. What's going on with you? What you think? No, no, no. No, I wasn't on the fence. I was just slowly but surely listening to y'all agree that it's the same. They got to both go together. And I'm just listening to it, and I'm just, you know, just floating in mm-hmm, feel like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you have fun. any? Are there any? <laughs> All right. That's this is this is a good day. We're agreeing. I'm with it. I'm with it. Yeah. Jermaine says on the live, whatever reason you marry for, it can all end for the same reason. Shrugs. Hmm. It that's I true. Agree. 
there's a lot that happens throughout the time timelines of a marriage. Forever is a long time. I say that all the time. Forever is a really long time. There's a lot that happens within a marriage that no one gets to prepare for or ever expect. So, yeah, it could all end for the very same reasons. Very true. Um, William says he's been told that the romantic type of love was a fallacy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that goes back to what I was saying. What people say and what we see. That goes back to what people say and what we see. You know, not everybody is around a healthy relationship at all. See, that's not love Mm. to me. If it ain't romantic love, you know they talk about romantic love, they talk about marriage. They just talk about regular old love. We wouldn't even have to discuss marriage. But then again, like I said, Kels, a lot of people have never even seen marriage at all. Some people, you know, have always seen single and just working. You know what I mean? Like working it out between single people. No marriage at all. And that's just how they roll. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, never had to call dad, dad, or mom, mom. They, you know, miss this or miss that or John or, or, or Keisha, whatever they name are. You know, like people are raised that way. So when they get grown and they have a relationship, they have no clue of what it's like to be married, what you're supposed to do when you get married, why you get married, none of the above. Like, I mean, only because I didn't really care like that. It's not like I was trying to be ignorant or anything, but I didn't really know what hand the ring went on until, you know, maybe like at 25. I didn't know. Didn't care either. But you know my thoughts on that? I think that couple will nine times out of ten do better than the couple that had all the models in the world. There, I think, based as far as having the couples that I know that go into marriages with an understood, with an idea of what everyone should be, how exactly everything should line up, you do this, I do that, you do this, and then this happens, those people are the people who have a lot of tr- a lot of trouble those first few years that you know how everyone has those milestones where they say you go through your honeymoon phase and it gets the 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 hell it's been so long since I even qualified for one of those time frames it's hard for me to even remember them but like the seven year itch and then the the three year this that and the other <laughs> thing those things happen mm-hmm. because you're then that's the time frame that you're breaking down those barriers that you had with your mama did, your daddy did, your great-grandmas and uncles and all of them, when you figure out, one, that their fairy tale was not as fairy tale like as it looked when you were watching it from the outside in because now you're in the thick of it and realizing what's really good about it and what's really bad. So you're figuring that part out, and you're looking at the other person truly as that individual now. So now you're really getting to figure it out. So for the couple who does not have any of those models, any of that baggage, any of that pressure as to what it's supposed to look like going in, those are the two people who sit down at the table and say, okay, what do you want? Like, what is it that you want? What? How can I love you? What is it that you need from me? What is it that we need as a unit? How are we going to go about this thing? And then they can do it with a comfort level of, hell, you don't know, I don't know, let's figure it out. All we know is that we love each other and we want to do this together. So let's get here, figure it out, find the steps that we need to get healthy and happy and do this love thing. So. From what I've seen in couples who have all that background versus those that don't, I think that those that don't come into it with a more 
um, open understanding and more room for error. They're they're willing to allow error to happen and work through it much more than a couple who's seen it done by 15 generations before, read all the books, you know, did the 15 months of marriage counseling, no problem with marriage counseling, but I'm saying that supposedly have all of the tools to set them up for success. When they realize that all those tools fit their, their pegs, that is where the issues come in. Um, I experienced it to a certain degree, and I know a lot of other couples that, I, that are working through this thing, long-term, short-term, old, young, everything in the middle, there, that type of stuff causes a lot of issues that we don't realize when we're filling our tool belt with all of this stuff to prepare us for this awesome mate. You are not going to know what to do until you sit there at that table and figure it out with your husband or your wife or however that goes. So step down our soapbox. <laughs> Kamisha says that she married for love the first time and he fell out of love. For so, so for her, she really is on the fence with this topic, which is – Again, kind of speaking to what Jermaine says, you can fall in love and out of love. You can get married for all these reasons, but at the end of the day, humans happen. You can still fall out of love with someone. I'm sorry to hear that that happened with you, Kamisha, but I can understand completely why you're on the fence in this topic because you've lived that. You've lived the actual way that life can spin you in different ways. So I I totally get that. Um, Kendra says the relationship that works is those who refuse to give up. Um, William says that he thinks more couples are getting into marriage not really understanding the partner they chose. Totally agree. Totally, totally, totally agree um, with that. Yep, yep, yep. Kels, what you got to say, babe? You got anything else before we wrap up this segment? Sorry, sorry. I was on mute. <laughs> I was just going okay. to finish I'm like this. checking out um, my books. Like, wait. <laughs> yeah, a picture that um, actually um, Latasha shared on while sharing the post was a quote from Jackie Kennedy that says, the first time you marry for love, the second for money, and the third for companionship. So mm. I just wanted to leave with that quote. I think that's, you know, very, very interesting uh, to me if the, by the third time, that's when you have it right. So maybe it shouldn't be for for love or money, it should just be for companionship. <laughs> but that's what I'm gonna leave on. And that's on that kid tanker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be married three times. That's too many damn times to be doing that. I don't want to do that. Yeah, I right. I'm saying this to the third. Go yeah, to the I third. Agree. Yeah, I was thinking about <laughs> like, mm, I'm not doing that. And nobody got time for three marriages. That's too much. Um, Let's see I'm just making sure I got all my live comments I appreciate you guys tonight This is a good little lively conversation Yeah, I think we're good (laughs) Yes, Kamisha said we're going to go ahead and reclaim our time this time We're going to reclaim the rest of this time And get into into our next song for this evening This one actually is one of my saves. Let me get it pulled up here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Sure I'm, Are I'm, you already I'm already bouncing. Are you kidding? I'm already bouncing. Man. Because so it's been a while. One of, obviously, 
Yeah, we haven't played it in a while because we've had some new music. By the way, send your new music. we got a couple minutes we, or a few seconds. If you have or if you know of a local artist who has hot music that you think we would love to listen to here on The Scoop, please send your music to Rashad. I know you all know Rashad, Ray Chan. You can inbox it to him or email it to um, global, what is it, Global Drive Radio Global at gmail.com. Yep, Global Drive yes, Radio at gmail.com, and we will get you on the air. Send a little short bio, how we can find you, that type of thing, so that when we share your music, we can get them on, get your coin. So, all right, so this song is uh, by Detroit Kill B, and it is Chris Brown.
Detroit Kill B with Chris Brown. I missed that song. Yes. I'm so, so happy to have that rotation. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Well, we are. Yeah, we're on to our hot topic. And the hot topic tonight is Are You Marriage Material? This um, topic was posted by Miss um, Latavia, uh, one of the Scoop members. And I mean, it had a lot of comments. People were really being um, open and honest about if they thought they were marriage material or not. So, um, start with with you, Q, since you are married. Uh, <laughs> we assume that you're marriage material. Um, so maybe you'll just start off with what you what you would consider as a married person what marriage material is. Just some generics. You don't have to be. I got anything you. specific. Yeah. Um, I am more marriage material now than I was when I got married. And and I really thought like I was it. When I got married, like you couldn't tell me that I didn't have it down. I was ready, but I wasn't. Um, I think a person to be married, to be ready for marriage, you have to um be ready to communicate. I think you have to be ready to communicate about the tough stuff in a adult manner and really be able to see your side of the fault. Um, yeah, you are going to not have to take yourself so seriously. Um, be able to plan and be flexible. Um, I think you have to be willing to step outside of you. You To be ready for marriage, you have to realize that you are not the most important thing or important person in every situation. Not being um, a doormat, not being weak, so to speak. I'm just saying you have to, you have to know what selfless means and, like, commit to that part of marriage to make all the rest of that other stuff work. So, um, yeah. Compromise and being selfless has got to be at the top of your list to consider yourself marriage material. If all of your sentences start with I, you're not ready. So. Okay. See, I try to keep it short. I'm sure I have some more, but yeah, that's it for now. <laughs> well, um, I'm a, after that, I'm going to go to another uh, person uh, from the Post, Mr. Polk, who is married, and he says, I'm going to go with yes, LOL, since June 7, 2018 will mark 10 years of marriage for my wife and I. Once I learned that marriage is about building something great together, the rest has fallen into place. So, yep. um, let's see. There's some, there's a few people that say that they feel like they are, but that they're still a work in prog- progress. I, there's even some people that admitted, um, no one person says, nope, um, still broken, no trust, my my expectations expectations are too high for potential mates. Um, another person says apparently not to anyone but myself since I'm not married yet. <laughs> so I mean, you know, people are coming with their truths. Uh, so, Mister Ray Chan, are you marriage material, sir? Uh, no, I'm not. I am not marriage material. And what are we talking about? Why not to? Yeah. Digging into my world. 
So, I am not marriage material because I'm still working on things that um, I know I need to better myself in. Um, I I shut down, and I will continue to shut down. So I know that that isn't always the best thing to do because I don't like when somebody does that to me. So uh, I have to find an even medium, and I haven't. Um, also, I need to learn to curve my attitude. And that's weird. I just seen a gif where a dude is like, yes. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I need to learn to curve my attitude. And what else? I think that's really about it because most of it really stems with my attitude. So, nope, not marriage material. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'll just get, I'll I get my opinion. I, I'll go ahead. You have a yeah. comment? Go ahead. No, 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 no. I'll follow up after you because she asked me something. Per, she, she asked me to reply. Go ahead, Kels. I, oh, I'll okay. talk after you. Go ahead. Well, I, I think I responded with no. Um, I think that. You know that my the marriage probably look good on may look good on paper, but I mean honestly, I just I don't know if I want to some days. You know, I don't know if I want to share my life with someone else. I don't know if I want to care um, for someone else in that in that type of fashion. I have to like consider their feelings on every you know thing that. I like to do with my future, and I think that's what it, you know, that's what you'll have to do. So I don't know if I, if I want to do that someday. So since I'm indecisive, that would be a no for me as well. I totally respect that because those questions are questions you for sure have to ask yourself before going into it to be fair to the whole process of what you're doing. Um so, yeah, Kamisha says that you have to know your flaws and how to work on them. Communication is so important. She says that she appreciates Rashad's transparency and honesty. I, I do as well. And that I'm going to just Xerox that on over for you as well, Kels, in saying that, because that's not always the popular way to speak about this, especially when speaking about self. You know, everyone assumes that everyone's going to be like, oh, yeah, girl, buddy, yes, yes, marry me today, yes. But not everyone <laughs> is is ready for that, you know what I mean? And knowing that is knowing self. And when you feel that you are, if and when you ever feel that you are ready, having that understanding of self will let you know, yep, this is the person that I need, you know, this this is that person. Um, Erica asked me, did I prepare and how? And no. <laughs> um, I thought I did because, like I kind of mentioned earlier in um, our previous topic, um, we have a lot of, ideas of what marriage, what um, existing with another person, what walking in life day-to-day looks like. Um, Growing up, I saw a lot of positives, and then I saw a lot of negatives. So going into my own relationship, especially as young as I was, I got married at 20 years old. So as young as I was, 
first of all, I knew, I thought I knew everything, and I knew I was in love, and that was really all that mattered as far as I was concerned. We loved each other. We liked the hell out of each other. We were best friends. This is perfect. This is what a relationship makes. But neither of us had lived life outside of our parents or our parental um, figures, so we hadn't really had a chance to figure us out. Um, and we grew up in two totally different lifestyles. We had love in our lifestyles, and we knew what it looked like and what it felt like, but how we got that love and how we got to the point of adulthood were two totally different sides of the spectrum. So meshing those things together, there was no preparation for that. And even 15 years in, I don't think there was a marriage counseling, there wasn't a amount of time or anything like that that could have better prepared us for that. Aside from maybe if we met later on in life and had experienced some things, it would not have been as difficult. But I can say through all of the things that we've been through while figuring myself out, I would not have wanted to do that part of my life with anyone other than my husband. So was I prepared? No. I had logical, like, the checklist type stuff. I knew how to cook. I knew how to clean. I could do bills. You know, I was that type of thing. But as far as the communication, what I thought, my selfishness and what I thought he should do for me and vice versa, I had no idea how to balance those things and nurture that in a man, in a growing man, in a young man, in a man figuring himself out that had his own things that he was dealing with. As a woman, I thought he needed me to show him a lot of those things. It's just been here recently. I got to the point where I'm realizing he may have some of that figured out already and might not need my help so much. And we've gotten, we've come to some different places and have a different understanding. So no, life prepared me and got us to this point. And on another day and another time, we can talk about some of the other things that have gotten us to, you know, why I say a lot of what I say about my specific relationship, but no, there's no prep for that. There, There's no cliff notes for that, honey. You just got to get in there and do it, both feet and all your heart, and, and make it happen. So I just wanted to ask, answer that for her. Um, I know I kind of got off on a personal thing, but I think that could speak to this to this topic as well as the one earlier as well. So thank you for asking that, and, y'all, thank you for letting me respond to her for that. So I'm done now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. But I think do our are people really uh, do people really um if they're well, I guess people are I was gonna ask if people when they're dating are people really um dating for marriage material, like are you asking somebody out and then trying to check things off in your head that will make the marriage material, or are you just hoping you someone that you go out with happens to be marriage material? Say it again. Are are you like when you if you just date somebody or hang out with them, are you checking off a list? Just you know, checking a list as you go, or are you just you know hanging out with different people and just hoping one of them just happen to you know turn into marriage material? Like, are we only dating people that are marriage material? Or are we just hoping the people we're dating? becomes marriage material. Uh, it goes back into how people choose to date. Some people date openly. Some people date exclusively. Um, if you're dating exclusively, I would think that your your uh, 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 
uh, I would think that if you're if you're dating exclusively, you're dating somebody who you genuinely feel fits the mode of what you want to see down the road somewhere. Something that person is doing should be, you know, signs towards, you know, the end of the road. But if not, you know, that comes back down to how that person is choosing to date. And people choose to date the way they want to date for the time and place that they are in their life. So, I mean, it's all situational to the person involved in it. Yeah, I think it depends on where you are, your dating life. Some people date for marriage mm-hmm. only, and some are like, I'll go, I'll figure it out. I mean, if we like each other, we might get there. Some It just depends on how long you've been dating and when you're done and when you're not. <laughs> some people are not here for the playing around. If you're not wanting to be married, I don't want to be dating and doing all that. A lot of people feel that way. Okay, I have a a, a, a comment on a Reggie post. Um from Miss Rhonda Mudry, who she was trying, she said, "Hey, how do I comment on the show?" <laughs> I told her you could type it right here. So for Miss Rhonda <laughs> Mudry, she says, "I've been married twice, and what I've learned is it takes. What I've learned is it takes coming to the plate how you expect him to compromise. Let a man be a man, and learning to be submissive. I don't need to wear no pants or be in control all the time. We support each other's goals and and continue to talk about." new ones to grow so I'm thinking her main points was um, you have to bring what you expect them to bring I like that mm-hmm. like that was I kind think. of that was first on her list so I think the more that um, people do that and because it, it, it follows the golden rule and I love the golden rule is treat others how you want to be treated so if everybody learned that growing up, then it should just be automatic that you would that you would be the person that you're that you're wanting to attract. So I think that's very good that you you know at least bring what you expect someone else. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Charles posted on the okay. live. Women have the leverage when it comes to dating. Men have the leverage when it comes to marriage. Totally agree with that. That is absolutely true. Did you get the, the beginning of that? Women have the leverage mm-hmm. when it comes to dating. Men have the leverage when it comes to marriage. That's very true. Yep. Yeah, I agree. And we have to find that out and how we <laughs> how we get to the middle where everyone's happy when they get there because it feels like a game. I think that's why so many people get frustrated because it feels like a game. I, yeah. It does. Yeah. We know our power. Both sides. <laughs> Everybody knows the power. <laughs> they hope. <laughs> yeah, so do you so you have to find somebody with the but that's what that if it's a power struggle that may be some of, you know, our why we are at odds too. You know, everybody has a power. Yeah. We just don't know when the when our when it's time to ha- you know, to show our power. Everybody wants to have power all the time. So, you know, it becomes a struggle. Then it becomes hard, and that's why everybody's like, man, who wants to date? Like, it's too hard because everybody's fighting for power. I look at it like look for somebody who makes you feel comfortable giving up your power for a minute. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? The person that doesn't make you feel stripped. When you give away your power, if you don't feel okay about it, that person shouldn't have it. If that, You know what I'm saying? Like when you uh, really, uh-huh. just, if we're going to break it down, power struggle analogy. You want to find the person that you don't mind giving your power to them to speak on, to do you, you know. Come on, baby, handle that for me. You know, I'm good. I don't but. need that. You got me. That's the person that you you cool with. You don't have to flex all the time for your person. Your person is the person you let your guard down with. So if we're looking for the the key, that's what I would say. Look for the person. If it's a power struggle that you don't need to be powerful over or with Mm -hmm. or around or however you want to put that word there. But, you know, (laughs) look for the person you don't need to be that person for. Save that for the rest of the world. That's That's a good analogy. I like that. Because I'm one of those yep. people that hates to give up any power or any control. So, mm-hmm. if I give up... I would some, like to take that, young I lady. don't even know. What what would I have to give up? Like, I'm, I'm nervous thinking about it. What, what what would I give up as power? Like, what would I give up? What's an example? What's an example, Q? I'm nervous. What's an example? Oh, your time management. Every bit of your day is scheduled. The man who says clear your schedule and you ask no questions for is your guy. Did you just say, okay, <laughs> that's the one, the one that lets you put all that other stuff that clears your schedule, your to-do list, the one that you'll be like, look, um, that call we had at 7, I'm going to miss that. That guy will be the guy that you're like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good, you know, because he's shown that yeah. when you do get back, you, he's going to have your back even then. And if you're swamped when you go back to your life, he'll be right there helping you shovel the water out mm-hmm. so you can get back close like you. But that'll be the guy that'll do that. That'll make you comfortable knowing when I come back to my life, he's going to be right here with me to help me get right back to my to my thing. Because you being out of whack is like death for you. Like <laughs> That mm-hmm. scares the hell out of you. Oh. I'm not lining up. To know that he can bring you back in line and a, a feel that your life is back online after taking you away from that and letting you relax, that'll be the dude. I'm be like, yeah, you can have her. <laughs> you can sit with us. Yeah. I'll let my sister like, go I, with that. That'll like, be my the heart, one for my you. Heart, my heart started being fast and stuff. I was like, clear my schedule. <laughs> so yeah. y'all know, you know. If, I, if I bought the map off the grid, y'all going to be like, uh-oh, <laughs> it happened. Right. You know what's funny though? What's funny to me is is that I always can like equate everything to music, and like it seems that with me, all the songs that like are kind of like the fruit of what my generation kind of even understands about love. It's like we aren't we aren't digging into those gems and taking the words out of them. Like all the stuff that mm-hmm. we talk about right now that we bump our heads with. They all go right back to songs that when they come on right now, we start yelling and screaming them and know the words from end to end. And then, like, when you pay attention to what the words are saying, it's like, so you love the song so much, but you can't do that for somebody? Like, yeah. key example. Yeah. Lauren Hill sang her heart out and told every woman to work and give some reciprocity. Maybe we don't know what reciprocity is. Or we just thought it was a cute little word and just wanted to keep singing it. But she's saying, share yourself, silly. Share yourself. Open up. Give mm-hmm. exactly what you want in return. 
treat people how you want to be treated. Like somebody to do something that you genuinely aren't doing for them. That's the killer on most men's side is that most men will tell you they feel like they're not getting back what they give out. And that's just what they'll say. In a serious relationship, I'm not talking about the up and down, you know, he just trying to get at you type thing. Y'all are really together, but y'all are always at it. I guarantee you the dude is going to say he's not giving, he's not getting back in return the respect that he gives. And it's a lot of respect given to, you know, like if you're genuinely, if you have a woman, there is a lot of respect that you have to put out there to keep her in that spot because each piece of respect that's taken away is an inch that another Negro gets closer. So you don't want to take away any of your little pinches of pieces of respect for her. But she has to be just as willing to do the same for him. And when that's not done, I'll speak for Rashad. Rashad shuts down, all the way down, because I will say it. I'll say, hey, look, now, you know, I just don't feel I'm getting in return the respect that I give you. And I say it three times. I'm fair. I say it three times. And once it's said three times in three different occasions, Rashad shuts down. The care level goes lower and lower. The text start getting shorter and shorter. And that's just the way it is. And I mean, like I said, it doesn't bother me because I've always been open and honest about who I am and how I am. So to repeat it and say it out loud is only saying my name is Rashad Chandler. I don't care. I have a right to, to protect my heart just like a woman does. I wake up every day understanding that women have been hurt. I grew up watching a woman be hurt. I'm a single parent child. So I understand very well what it's like to be all the women that women swear we don't understand who you are. I guess we just forgot. A lot of us grew up without a dad. So there is a respect that is not mutual, and I don't know where it got lost. Well, I do know where it got lost. It got lost in the generation of the ain't nothing dad. And now that the do-right dads are coming back around, ladies, step back a couple steps and let them do right. That's all it is. We respect that y'all are CEOs. We respect that y'all make a lot of money. We respect that y'all command respect. Let us get ours. Okay, let me – you you said respect a lot, but, okay, what do you mean by respect? What do you mean if she's not respecting you, like – do you have some examples? Just um, in, in talking. I mean, just to keep it, just to keep it in general boxes because it's different for every person. Um, mm-hmm. I can say, I can just say, wearing the pants. It goes back to the fact that, and this is with men and women. When people are bosses at 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 the job or they have some say so or some control, it normally doesn't know how to shut off when you get home. Okay, so be it though. Mom may be a teacher. She gets to tell people to be quiet all day long, and they are under her authority. So when she comes home, if, you know, the dude is there and he's the only one there, she's still authoritative. 
Why? Turn off. We're not at work no more. Or if she's a, a, a boss and has her own businesses and things of that nature, and her man is at home, but he works for somebody, to her, he's still an employee. He doesn't understand checks and balances the way she does, at least not in her mind. And I'm not saying that that's how y'all think or putting that on y'all. I'm just using examples here and being general. Let me go on and put my stamp on it before, you know, I'm I'm tagged. These are examples. This is where those ideologies come from. They're not fair. They're not right. And they can't be broken. It's just a matter of both sides respecting each other and giving the same amount of respect. And it starts with knowing that there's no such thing as a 50-50 relationship. It's a 100-100 relationship. And the minute we start there knowing that and working that, then we can sail and float. I mean, at least give a brother 80. Ain't nobody been able to bring home 50% of nothing in no test and say that it was cool. So why did we wait to relationships to decide that 50% was cool? Mm-hmm. That's what I've been trying to figure out since forever. And people will argue you down that they want a 50-50 relationship. Well, you telling me off top you don't want me because I require way more than an F. If you ain't trying to do at least B-grade work, you better go talk to somebody else. Sorry, not sorry. Matter of fact, not sorry. I, I, oh, well, this is another I don't care. I'm going to need at least 85% average, at least to stick around. You 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 got to be a B student, and that's being nice. And that's just because I know yeah. how hard it is for, well, I don't know how hard it is, but I, I, I've seen how seemingly hard it is for women to let go of that reign. And, I mean, I, I get it. Them before us messed it up. Allow somebody to broom and dust pan it. Rashad, my live feed is loving what you were talking about just right now. I'm just going to say. I'm what? I'm not, I'm not in purgatory. Right. Shout out right. to the panda. Shout out to the panda. <laughs> that was my inner panda. <laughs> right. So uh, Tay says that the three strikes rule is real. Um, <clears throat> Kendra says that we're going to be professionals overall on this topic. We're getting free counseling tonight. We're taking notes. Erica's taking notes. Charles says that you're keeping it real. Uh, Rashad is coming through. Kamisha says Rashad is coming through with this word. He's being real right now. He better come on through. Um, Latavia says we hate putting in the real work now. I want everything easy as well as it goes back to being selfless. Selfless. Uh, should seek to make our partners feel at peace, especially in the home. I totally agree with that. Wynn says teach Rashad. Um, Kendra says home is where the heart is at ease. Latavia says, yes, you did good, Rashad. Um, Latasha says, that's funny that he said his inner panda because Winford hopped on and said, teach Rashad. Yep, that's good. (laughs) Eunice says, preach. And Winford says, the doors of the Scoop Church are open. Reverend Rashad has spoken. We're going to pass that plate. Andre hit us with the the gift, our pass the plate. (laughs) Our pass the plate sticker. Right. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I actually I do totally agree with what you what you said right there, and the fifty fifty percentages need to go out of the out of the window completely because yeah, that's let's have let's have that funeral. Take. I agree with that. Yeah. Yep. So we Not shall eulogize fifty fifty. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're past that. Um, Naomi Nobody wants to say. Know. Oh, go ahead. What? <laughs> Nova said, all the people saying 50 50 is about the bills. You want the bills, though. Oh. Go ahead. <laughs> That's still yeah. 100 100, too. You better get your 100% effort in that, too. We ain't, I ain't homeless alone. If the lights get cut off, I ain't in the dark alone. You better give 100% effort in trying to make sure that if you ain't putting in on it, that I'm not spending it. You better do something. Because, I mean, if I raise my hand and say that I'm not good at the finances and you're just sitting around watching the lights get out, it ain't your fault, too. You watch the money come in and you watch it go. Hey, look, that's 100 100. We are a team. We a team. Naomi says, will men allow women to learn to trust you with that control, or do men expect to do it right away? Mm. Well, is it implied that this respect just comes when you are saying you're the man of the house, or is that something that you allow her to learn from you? Ooh, I have a piece about well, it. It's submission on this. Oh, I'm going to save it for another day. Ooh, I have thoughts on this. Go ahead. We'll talk about this one another day. Go ahead, Rashad. Mm. I mean, that I might be next it. week. It comes with growth. Right. Like I can say that I know uh I know going into a relationship if I'm one hundred percent serious with a woman like that and you know, we're in tune and together, then I'm not in control of the finances and that's because I will go blow it. So no. I it's a mat like I said, it's really just a matter of um people stepping up and being good at what they good at and stepping back and let the other one be good at what they good at. Like you can't be the boss of everything. Everything ain't your area. So, you know, be be faithful over your area. And then let the other, what was the word, trust the other person to direct you in the other one. I mean, submission is not a man over woman thing. It's a each other thing. And, I mean, mm-hmm. again, this is this is a matter of people knowing definitions and then interpreting them the way that they want to. Because I think because so many people grew up in churches where women didn't have rights, the word submission got smushed into people's imagination just in a horrible way. And because they never took the time to look it up themselves and they're only going off of what Pastor Jenkins said from Second Street Baptist a long time ago in 1989 and now everybody's family member is carrying the word submission, it means you do what the man say. No, it doesn't. Yeah. That's not what it means. It means my favorite word, deference, being willful to submit to somebody exactly what you want them to submit to you. It means being willing to give up anything for somebody else because you know that they desire that or need that more than you do. It means putting others before you. It means Treating people the way that you wake up wishing to be cared for every single day. You treat the person that lays next to you like yourself. That's what that is. And it's not asking a lot. It's just that, again, I genuinely believe people don't dig into definitions enough and they just take a word at face value and take it as what somebody else say it means and then they roll with it. Because word of mouth is like the fastest way to travel and make you think you're smart. But if you never go look at anything for yourself, then sorry, you might be a dummy. So go check it out. Words have meaning. And we got to start looking stuff up and just stop taking stuff at what people say. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, then oh, on that note, <laughs> y'all y'all have homework for the day. <laughs> right. Y'all need to look up the word mm-hmm. submission, and when we decide to talk about that, y'all be ready. Uh, so that concludes our hot topic for tonight. And we need to get into some music. And this is um, the next song is actually by an unknown artist right now. It's a ghost rapper we're looking for, but it's called 15 Cents. If it don't shine, it ain't my kind. And if you think otherwise, then you just living a lie. I need a quarter, I'm really sick of playing with diamonds. I need a shark, I'm sick of dealing with fish in the pond. Yeah, shawty, you fine, but what else? Do you mind? Do you got time to let me explore your mind? I just want to find that 15 cents. Do you got a job? What kind of car you drive? You still live with your mom? I mean, that's cool. Oh, you go to school? What's your major? Oh, yeah, that's what's up. What classes is you taking? Who your team? Who you rooting for? The Bulls or Lakers? What's your favorite flavor? Got 10 questions for you now, 11 for you later. Do you consider yourself the jealous type? How long it usually takes for dudes to stay tonight? In a couple years, can you see yourself being right? Been with it, yeah, let's go have it, invest on this life. Cause if it don't make dollars, then it don't make sense. Nah, baby, don't take offense. You a dime, yeah, you fine, but is that it? Can I explore your mind and find that 15 cents? That 15 cents. That 15, that 15, you a dime, yeah, you fine, but that 15, that 15, I explore your mind and find that 15, that 15, yeah, yeah, I admit you a little baddie with a fatty on you, attitude with manners, I can tell you, granny raised, it's a difference like diamonds and kids to call you, I'm Johnny Cage, don't need a Molina, I need a Sonya, do you smoke cigarettes, good, they're bad for you, I love dairy now and then, but that's normal, does your past haunt you, is you running from something, crazy ex-boyfriend or an amusive uncle, I'm guessing you don't party often. Supposed to be studying for a test, but your friends brought you. Is you the DD driver? Is you most responsible? Out of all of them. That's why it's all on you. Excuse me for all the questions. I don't mean to confuse you. I'm just itching to know the answers. Yeah, you fine and you a dime, but that don't impress me. It just gotta make sense if I'm investing. You know what I'm saying? Because if it don't make dollars, then it don't make sense. Nah, baby, don't take offense. You a dime. Yeah, you fine, but is that it? Can I? Blow your mind and find that Before we hop into our follow up with the fire starter this evening, so Kels, I'm gonna go ahead yes. and let you have it, honey. Yes, <laughs> ma'am. It's, it, it, shout out to Mister Fifty Cents. We need to know who you are. But anyway, <laughs> um, our next um, ad, ad is from um, Waste, Be- Waste Beads by Jen. This is a Miss um, Jennifer Clements actually went to a village in Kumasi and uh, Ghana, West Africa, and they gave welcomed her with. Uh, waist beads. They gave them to her as gifts, 
and uh, these beads helped shape and and adorn her waist, and so now she helps everybody um, get, you know, quote unquote, get wasted. So if you're interested in these waist beads to help shape your waist, you can find them at www.wastebeadsbygen.com or email wastebeadsbygen at gmail.com. Facebook page is wastebeadsbygen, and we will have this information um, provided in the scoop and on the Global Drive page as well. So check them out. Check them out. All righty. Thank you for that, Kel. So y'all know what time it is. Last week, our very own Miss Cicely Victoria lit us up with her passion talk where we discussed where we fall along the lines of our we are the friend, are we the freak, or are we forever? Our conversation got so juicy on last week that we cannot cover the are you forever. So <clears throat> we are bringing Miss Cicely back our fire starter, back this week so that she can continue to press us into our personal power with her follow-up for Are We a Friend, a Freak, or Forever? Y'all welcome Miss Cicely Victoria to the scoop tonight. Hey, honey. Hey, squad. What? Huh? <laughs> How are hey, you doing? Oh, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> First, let me tell quick, okay, I got to give two shout-outs real quick to you, Q, um, for the rhema word you dropped about find someone that you would be willing to relinquish your power for. That was powerful, honey, okay? And to you, Rashad, Rayquan, Don, Patty, yourself, okay? I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Hey, he talked about why don't we listen to the songs that we love and the lyrics that they sing, and why can't we apply it to our own life? Brother man. If you wasn't on that tonight, I just want to say thank you. What else, Scoop Nation? This is your girl, Cicely Victoria, owner and founder of Passion International. My business tree is to help train and equip people to find their voice of identity so they can solve people-pleasing and be empowered and encourage confidence and communication. I am a certified professional coach. I'm a counselor as well, you guys. I am the queen of empowerment. I set people's lives on fire for a living, and that's why they call me the fire starter. Welcome to Passion Talk, where we give you practical tools for everyday living so you can press into your personal power. Let's go for it. I'm fired up. Okay. I don't know if you're the friend, the freak, or the forever. Okay, let me try to get a quick review real quick, okay? For those, okay, who didn't catch the segment about how to know if you're the friend, number one, the communication is one-sided, one-way initiation, one-sided attraction that you're not comfortable with. This is for the friend. Number two, if you're the love interest, no, if your love interest who you like always talking to you about the opposite sex attractions or issues that they have with opposite sex, that means they see you only as a friend. Number three, if they don't ever compliment you about anything, they don't even hit towards a compliment, okay? You are just a friend, all right? Number two, how to know if you're the freak, all right? We're just doing review right now. Uh, number uh, two about being a freak, there are many sexual innuendos and sexually inclined interactions with eyes and language upon the initial approach of you. That is how you know if you're the freak. 
or if you're treating somebody else as a freak, okay, because it goes both ways. Number two, you don't have boundaries or standards, all right? That's what, you know, usually freak, you know, uh, category or terrain, they don't usually have a lot of boundaries or standards. And number three, um, you use men or women for sexual gratification with no feelings attached in one or both parties. So that's how you know. My friends in Scoop Nation, if you are the friend or the freak. Now, I know you all want to know how you can qualify to be a forever. So let's go for it, all right? How to know if you are forever. Number one, you have a mind of eternal perspective, all right? I'm locked. Y'all, y'all conversation set me up so well tonight. It was so good. Like everything that I'm going to be communicating really was uttered in a certain way tonight. So I love it. You have a mind of eternal perspective as it pertains to marriage, procreation, being fruitful, etc. It's eternal, okay? It's not temporary. It's not like for the next couple of months. Like my girl Q said, it's forever. Like forever is forever, and it's like a long time. Forever, ever, yeah, it's forever. Okay, so, yeah, so um, you have to have an eternal perspective. At least to death do you part. That's what the vows say, right? Listen, when you are a forever or you're prepared to be a forever, you posture yourself in purity on purpose, okay? Listen. Prospering, uh, p- posturing yourself in purity on purpose equals profit. Now, there are many different ways we can look at purity, but I want to suggest some to you. Listen, when you are purifying, it's not just about celibate life. It's not just about abstaining from sex. It's not just about that. It's a soul cleansing. It's a soul detoxing. It's a it's an excavation. Of all of your former lovers, all your former soul ties, it's a discipline of your body and your mind. You are in preparation. You are posturing yourself. You are setting yourself apart. You are, you're like in a royal treatment kind of like preparation, you know what I'm saying? Because you're entering into something that's sacred. Marriage is sacred. And so when you posture yourself in that place of purity on purpose, it will equal profit. So you must do what is necessary because you're serious about getting God's best for you. Number two, how to know if you're the forever. You will say no to anyone that does not look, feel, or smell like God. Oh, I'll say that again. You will say no to anyone that does not look, act, feel, or smell like God. Now, that's Cicely's language, okay? If you're not into God, I want you to insert the best. You will say no to anyone that does not look, act, feel, or smell like the best for you. Okay? Yes, the best has a smell. Yes, God has a smell. It has an aroma. Okay? It 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 has an inclination. You can spot it. You can tell it when it comes in the room. It has a presence, okay? If that listen, God don't smell like lust, all right, and the best don't smell like lust. It don't smell like a freak. It don't. Okay, freaks don't typically smell like marriage material, all right? I'm just sorry, okay? Sorry, not sorry. Listen, you can be hard up for attention or desperate for comfort when you are posturing yourself to be a forever. How to know if you are forever, okay, you're not desperate for comfort and you're not hard up for attention. You must have strict parameters for who you engage with because everyone is not built for your ride. Everyone is not built for your ride. Everyone is not built for your time. Everyone is not built for your life. 
So you have to have strict parameters. Listen, and I, I encourage you to have a promise, okay? So God gave me a promise, y'all. This is what my promise look like. This is what my daddy said I could have. He told me <laughs> that the man I choose to share you with, daughter, will be the closest representation of me that you can come to. Now, this is what, listen, get your promise, okay? This is what God told me, all right? So what do we know about God? God is pure. God prays. He's loving. He leads. He's a provider. He protects. He supports me. He's not trying to get in my draws, but he is the master of intimacy, okay? So listen, that's just a few things I know about my future man. He's going to come with those qualities. You got to get your own promise, baby boo. Okay, so then you will know how to spot them and identify them when your forever comes. And number three, you know true purpose of marriage is not to gratify your flesh. So you're strong enough, you're whole enough, and you're true enough to wait on God's yes or the best even when you don't know when it will come. And I'll insert there, you know the true purpose of marriage is not to gratify your flesh or get your bills paid or have somebody take care of your kids or fill in the blank, right? Or because you're getting old or because you want companionship, you just want a buddy, whatever, okay? You're not, okay? You know that marriage is not for all that, y'all, okay? It's not. Go on one of them online dating sites and get you a boo, but don't get married with that intent in mind. All right, but you have to be strong enough, whole enough, true enough to wait on God's guests or the best even when you don't know when it will come. Now, that's where the warfare is right there, but you can prepare yourself. Marriage is God's business, ladies and gentlemen, so we can't manage it best on human terms. Marriage in the covenant of God is to show his relationship between Christ and his bride, is in the church to extend his kingdom better together than you can do separately. Listen, let me uh, help you, okay? It's been said several times, but marriage is truly not about your love story. It isn't. Marriage has eternal implications, okay? Now, if you have a love story, that's awesome. But do know that's not the point of the marriage. I heard one sum it up and say that it's for, it's for personal development and generational impact and legacy. And, yes, let me tell you, I agree with that. And it took me a while as a hopeful romantic that I am to be okay with that. It is still taking some time as a woman, but it's the truth anyhow. It's not about your love story. Now, listen, let me encourage you. If you believe that you're ready to be a forever, then make your request known to God. He will hear you. It doesn't mean he'll agree with you, but he will hear you. Now, ladies, okay, the man that God has for you will be inspired and orchestrated by heaven with an anointing on it to match. An anointing is what? He removes burdens and he destroys yokes. Listen, if you're trying to be a forever with someone, figure out, examine, if they're removing burdens and destroying yokes, for you, if they don't come with no power, if they don't come with no oil on them, to help bring some healing, some restoration, some regeneration, some redemption, lead them where they at, okay? Because you can do bad all by yourself. Listen, if they're not bringing more to the table than what you got already, then what you need them for, all right? The proposal shouldn't be solely natural or normal. This is how you know if you're forever. It should be some oil on the proposal. My faith decree is that for the man I will marry, the Lord will orchestrate it from the point of attraction all the way up to the wedding day. 
Listen, I encourage you, wait on God and trust the process as the best is still yet to come for you. If you so desire to commit to be the forever men and women that you are worth being, the great news is, okay, and this this is the kicker, that as a wife or a husband, this is the forever. This is the great news for the forever. You get to be the friend, the freak, and the forever all rolled up in one. Ain't that beautiful? She got to leave it out. You can be a freak. You can be a friend, and you can be the forever when you get that ring on your finger. Okay. And as a matter of fact, I encourage you to be all three. You better be, okay? So. <laughs> This is a girl, all right, from Fashion International saying, be encouraged. You can be a forever. Identify yourself. And if you're ready, then be prepared and wait for your special one. That's what I got, y'all. Questions, comments, or concerns real quick. Girl, you should see my live feed. Wait until you come back and scroll through this live feed. You have held church on this evening. Ma'am, I am so glad we brought you back this week. We needed to hear that. That's what's up. Thank you. Yes, yes, that's what's up. Scoop Nation, I love y'all. You know I love y'all. Be encouraged, okay? Don't be out here giving up the goodies, all right, without no collateral, okay? <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Get the collateral. That's what I'm talking about. Could you please, all right? Until next time, this is your girl signing off. This has been your passion talk. We have given you practical tools for everyday living so you can press into your personal power. Stay in purpose. Stay in power. Stay in passion. And stay on fire. Stay lit. I love y'all. I'm out of here. Peace. Wow. I just love her. Like, my hair is just now going down from, like, goosebumps from talking and listening to that. Come through, fire starter. Okay, y'all. It is 9.54. We are about to wrap up um, this awesome, awesome show. Y'all have been amazing. Live has been popping. Reggie's been popping. We've been... We've been doing the thing this evening. I've been, this is good. This is good. Um, before I go around the table for um, okay. our wrap-up for the uh, night, I want to, what was that? I got to ask, I got to ask, because maybe I'm like, y'all know I'm a dinosaur. Who the hell is Reggie? Mm-hmm. I only know one Reggie. Regular. I know we ain't talking about him. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're talking about regular Facebook <laughs> versus the scoop. Oh, yeah. That's what we're talking about. I only took one week off and y'all didn't took it up that far? We talking about Reggie on the show? Like, good. I bet I won't miss again. (laughs) (laughs) We don't need to talk about Reggie. Well, anyway. (laughs) My goodness. Anyway, so yes, before we go around real quick, I'm going to start off with my quick announcement regarding the focus group. So I know that. Um, I know that we I posted a video and we made a couple posts, but I wanted to give you all an, a further update. Before end of week, there will be a group created, a Facebook group created. It will be separate from Scoop Nation. The only people added to this group will be those who have said they want to be a part of the focus group. 
your participation, your not your your comments will be kept anonymous. I will create the group. I'll get you all added. Then I'm going to put a moderator in charge of the group, and I am completely removing myself. Like I will have to be added back by the moderator. That person will then report back to us the findings completely anonymously. Um, we will only get your feedback. Our goal is to get better. So you're not going to hurt our feelings. No one's kicking you out. No one's coming for you. We want to know what you think about the show, what you love, what you hate, what you wish we had, your thoughts. That's what we're here for. So my goal is to have about 12 people in this group to start out. This will be an ongoing thing. If you only want to participate this one and done, cool, let us know that, and that's fine, and we can rotate people out. That's the goal. This will be an ongoing focus group from us to you so that we can continue to grow and get better today's show. We want to take this everywhere, not just here. So we want to know what you feel and how we can get better. Um, that's really what I wanted to touch on this week, Kels. I know you've got some amazing things coming up, so share with us yours, what you have. And, Rashad, you do the same as well as far as our events and things like that coming. Please and thank you. Uh, fashion party, October 28th. Look for the announcement. And have a productive week. Rashad? Me? Rashad, I'm on? Okay. Okay, cool. Right. That so, was uh, uh, <laughs> yep. Yep, here we go. So we got uh, 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 September 15th, Line Dancing with Reezy, $10 at Russell's. And we have uh, September the 19th, Live Battle of the Sexes at Russell's. Um, also, again, Check with Miss Teresa on the houses. Make sure y'all check with Miss Teresa. If y'all in the scoop group, bother Miss Teresa about the houses. Mm-hmm. All right, so we've got a calendar full of events coming. That's good. Y'all come out and meet us. What's up, Kels? Go ahead, We got time. Oh, no, I was just saying the is it word on Wednesday, um, tomorrow, and then. Um, also check out New Exposure, um, a magazine that's directly connected with Global Drive. Um, current uh, volume is out, and very interesting articles. It's a magazine, um, online magazine that's um, directed at young Christian women, but it is it has information for all. So check out New Exposure this week. Yes, yes, yes. All right, you all. Well, if there are no other comments that we have for this evening, no other announcements, we're going to go ahead and thank everybody for listening this evening. I love this show. We had a, I had a ball. I don't know about the rest of y'all, but I kicked it. So I'm glad you all joined us, and I look forward to next week. We are going to actually listen to our our uh, <laughs> our lovely win this evening. On our This Is Goodbye. So y'all have a good week. Thanks.
So I try to keep it low when you knock me to the floor Cause I don't wanna cry tears Would you believe this love? 